Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors, Bill. What's going on, everyone? My name's Michael, and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Today, I'm joined by Theo, Ben, and Angus. Boys, thanks for coming on the show. How are you all going? Yeah, thanks for having me back, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. First time. Very happy to be here. Very excited. Let's have it. Good. Let's do it. In this episode, we'll be talking about the TV show that we've been waiting for since 2019, season four of Stranger Things, created by the Duffer Brothers. Starring Winona Ryder, David Harbour, Millie Bobby Brown, and many more. And while we do that, we're drinking some cause lower carb beers. Lower carb. <laughs> lower carb. <laughs> As always, make sure you're following Cinemates on your chosen streaming platform and leave a five-star review. Also, check out the Cinemates YouTube channel where I post video essays on film and TV characters. Now, getting into it, boys. Uh, Angus is a regular here on the Cinemates podcast, but for those that are new, we like to get an idea of who our guests are and what they like to watch. So got a few deep questions about cinema. First question, and we'll start with you, Theo. Most memorable movie that you saw in cinemas? Very good one. I think for me it would have been the first Hunger Games. I'm a big fan of those um, all-out freaking big, big gory. Um, okay. And everyone's survival of the food just loved it. Okay, nice. Good choice. Ben? Uh, mine would be Interstellar. Wow! If you're not if you're not crying during that scene, what are you doing? One of the great cinema <laughs> the experiences. Yeah, one of the great cinema experiences. That nice. Still don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Years later, still don't get it. Next question: fastest TV show binge. I'm um, not actually a huge binger, but um, I did watch the whole of The Witcher when I had COVID because nothing to do, so <laughs> have to be just something. Any good? I haven't seen it. It was a bit like a fantasy sort of crazy. Close to Game of Thrones, but no one okay. was good. So just more sort of, of no, sort of Northman like as well. Okay, Core level. Interesting. Yeah. Ben, fastest binge. Uh, mine was Yellowstone. I think I watched. Ooh. I think I watched the whole thing in about <laughs> a week and a half. Just like up to season four. Up to season four. 
Yeah. Really? Four seasons in a week yeah, and a half. I was smashing it. Those, Jesus. That, Sicko mode. That horse riding in Montana just gets you feeling something. Yeah. Makes you want to go there. Oh, definitely. That's only on Stan, hey? Yeah. Can't watch them. yeah. In Australia. Oh, I think it's on Paramount as well now oh, if you okay. have Paramount+. Plus. You need more streaming services. There. Yeah, I'm a Netflix fucking moron. <laughs> Got to expand out, yeah. Got to get them. Uh, next question. Favorite Australian movie? I think for me it was Mad Max. Hands down. The original or Fury Road? The Fury, the recent one, I think. 20, okay. Yeah, 2016? Like, yeah, around there. 2015, maybe. Yeah. Uh, good movie. Ben? Uh, mine was Lion. I think I watched it nice. on a plane. Um, and just remember, like, I think the whole row of my family was watching Lion and everyone was just in tears. Yeah. Um, I keep talking about crying. I'm pretty emotional. <laughs> you like emotional <laughs> shit. You, uh, a few tears here and there. No, they're both... Um, Interesting answers there. They've been talked about quite a lot here for the Australian answers on the Cinemates podcast. So definitely some good movies if you haven't seen there from Australian talent. Next question, movie that you think everyone needs to see. 100% Step Brothers. That was me from the get-go. Bit of comedy, <laughs> stupidity, and just a lot of funny yarns. Yeah, absolute classic. Ben? Um, I was a bit stumped by this, but I went with Django Unchained. Mm. That was such a good film. Jamie Foxx. Quentin destroying everyone. Great gore, like easy, good watch. Hundred percent, good answer. Next question: favorite streaming service? As of before, I've only been with Netflix, so time to expand. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, nah, it's got some good content, that's for sure. Ben, um, favorite streaming service? I used to be a Stan man um, myself, but Netflix has got so much at the moment. It does. What, what had you on Stan? I had Yellowstone, Yellowstone on stand. Oh, there you go, yeah. Seinfeld. The office is on there. Oh, still on there, maybe. Yep, Office. But yeah, Netflix is putting out heat now. <laughs> Probably a lot of quantity and not a whole lot of quality, though, sometimes. Yeah, I do feel that. Like, they... Obviously, we're going to talk about it, but Stranger Things, um, Ozark, a lot of really big shows, but then they have some absolute duds. I that they still they're, they're, they're the crown, they're the cream of the crop. Yeah. I'm, I mean... They've got the new stuff, you know, like Stan has a lot of the old stuff and if you've watched it, you've watched it. Yeah. But Netflix. Yeah, well, I'm watching Peaky Blinders at the moment, so I'm all, all in on Netflix right now. Yeah, for sure. That was unreal. Speaking of TV show that you're watching at the moment, Theo. Just mentioned, inspired by using, you always in the last um, few uploads, Ozark. Okay. Listen to the podcast and it was like, I've got to get into this. And um, What episode you up to? I think I'm through out of 10. Started watching it with dad because he was um, chilling out and now I've got him hooked and we're on. We're both on. Nice. Yeah, my parents liked it as well. Really good. Um, keen to see how you enjoy it. Ben? I'm going to just go the complete opposite direction. I'm watching Love Island at the moment. <laughs> um, it's just great trashy television. <laughs> Love Island. Love Island. Love Island. Nice. Geordie Shore or Love Island, Ben? What do you think? Love Island for me every day. Of the week. Really? You say that? Oh, yeah. It's so the good. old Geordie Shaw seasons are pretty funny, though. Yeah. yeah. The OJs. They did get a bit, like, sort of fake towards the end, but yeah. nonetheless, really good television. So in the last episode, we had Cinemates Elevator Pitch from Ned, who recommended Hustle, and this was seriously good. Adam Sandler is awesome. Absolutely loved seeing him in a bit more of a serious role. Also had Juancho Hernan Gomez, who is great as well. Have you guys seen Hustle on Netflix? No, yeah, yeah. as a basketball fan, I've seen it, and everyone should. Yeah, as a sport fan, you should. Just as watch a it. yeah, as a sports fan, I reckon this was one of the better sports movies out there. 
the basketball scenes and the training workouts are shot so well, which Ned mentioned. And in a way, it makes it very different from other basketball movies. Like you've obviously got Coach Carter and other classics, but they're pretty standard in the way that they shoot the basketball itself. And I thought this was pretty unique. What do you think about that, Angus? Yeah, no. Um, as a basketball player, well, they're obviously using professional players. So mm. all the clips they would have are like legitimate, like no acting involved. Yeah. Um, and Adam Sandler just being such a big basketball fan, he would have put his like heart and soul into oh, into making it like perfect. Absolutely. So, um, it, it's it's actually really enjoyable. Really. Sandler good. directing or playing? Just playing, just but playing. He, he would be on the I producing he, side as well for sure. He produced it, and LeBron James produced it as well. Um, but nonetheless, such a heartwarming story and loved seeing all the big NBA players in there as well. Thank you, Ned, for the elevator pitch. And because it was so good, it's deserving of its own episode. So we'll be chatting very soon. And next episode, we'll be back with another elevator pitch. Now getting into Stranger Things, boys, to the listeners out there who haven't seen season four yet or the show itself, what would you say about the TV series in one word? I'll go first. Yeah, man. Shoot. <laughs> I'm going to go musical. Okay. I Why? This season, the music, it's always had great music. And I think the music was really tied into the story mm. this season. You know, you had the Kate Bush running up that hill. But then you also have these callbacks to other seasons. Um, yeah. I believe Will, when he was in the Upside Down in the early season, was humming, should I stay or should I go? Um, so potentially... Oh, my comeback kept him in. Interesting musical. Good word there, Theo. Yeah, I was very similar on that. One of my main takes. Um, but for my one word recommendation, I said resilience. These kids, like, if you watch all the way toward the end of the season, they're just freaking getting smashed around. Some are falling left, right, and center. Some are dying. Some are getting their bones twisted yeah, horizontally, yeah. <laughs> and they just keep going like, "Oh yeah, it's still good, but we're resilient. We're going to keep going." And like yeah. they just leave someone dead behind and then just keep fucking powering on to smash the mission. So nice. For good. how young they are, it's pretty incredible. For them <laughs> it's inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Good word. Angus, what's your. Uh, I'll say growth. Um, I thought a few of the um, main actors took like massive leaps this season just in mm. their performances. Yeah. Um, we'll get back into that later. But yeah, like really enjoyed watching them grow on screen. 100%. Completely agree with that. My one word is going to be bush, as in Kate Bush, which Ben mentioned. Um, the Yeah, the music and the soundtrack and the score itself is just phenomenal and really became part of the story. But if you haven't seen Stranger Things or Season 4 yet, you got some words there to go by. But let's get into it now. There'll be some spoilers from here. So, boys, what were our kind of overall thoughts of the season? I loved it. It's probably the most ambitious season they've done yet. Absolutely. Um, so many storylines going on mm. all at once. Um, and the episode lengths were painted the picture of how ambitious they've gone each. Yeah. Towards the end, each episode was pretty much a movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're I, locked and loaded if you're watching a whole Yeah. <laughs> and like we've obviously waited since 2019 for this, but I'm glad that they put in so much effort. There's obviously a bigger budget. The actors, which we'll get into are like performing better. Um, but the story just had so much going on and so many character arcs. I would say there's definitely some flatline performances. Yeah. Like people that haven't really developed and yeah, some, some who smashed it out of the park. For sure. I think 
one thing for me was when I when we were seeing all these main characters and all these different arcs, I was like, geez, like how are they going to tie them all together? And I think I saw Millie Bobby Brown who plays Eleven. She even said on like Jimmy Fallon or something that she thought that there were too many characters before the season came out. So I was like, okay, maybe it's a bit too much, but I think they did it really well. The writing was insane and like I think for me – for a lot of them, even though they only had like a small snippet of the season, the episodes were longer so you were still able to like care about each of them. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think as well another thing was that they also tied previous seasons like Ben said and like some of the mystery or mysterious things that you weren't quite sure about going into this season, like how did the Upside Down get created? And they like started to actually call back. I'm still, to that. I still don't know how the upside down got created. Like, you don't think you got some answers this season? I think well, no, Vecna still like just got bursted into the upside down by L. Yeah, but you and it was just there. You didn't know that before. It was just there though. Like, you, like there's no history. <laughs> we didn't get any history on like how it became. And, yeah. Like, okay. Well, all I'm saying. I guess we just they- meant to understand that it's like a. Just a different realm. Yeah, but also like the demogorgons and the thing, the like particle in season two. Mind like we, flayer. we now get why they yeah. exist. The dots and we get why now. and we get why they're attacking now because Vecna's molded this mm. landscape. Yeah, they could have just been own. chilling down there in their little realm, like yeah. not giving a fuck about anything, and then this guy's just made them all evil. Yeah, exactly. Thea, He's you mentioned freak. you mentioned it before. This season was much more gory and dark. What do you what do you guys think of of that? Do you think it was a good choice? Yeah. As these kids are getting older, like mm. the severity of what occurs needs to be needs to get larger. Um, and like lifting these like teenagers into the air and snapping all their limbs <laughs> their and limbs. ripping their eyeballs out. Like the first time I saw that happen, that Chrissy girl. Oh, that oh, was holy that was shit. <laughs> yeah. That and was just, normal uh, by the end of it. You're like, here we go. It's going. Also, like she just drops to the ground. <laughs> Like, oh, you're like, fucked. oh my god! Also, in the um, Russian prison, the demogorgon like shredding up the prisoners, and you see it all like ripping open their heads and stuff. I think there was a scene Gnarly. when they came back, like when they came back into the prison, mm. and they walked in, and that guard they'd chained up to the wall. You looked, and it was just his hand hanging in the shackle, <laughs> oh. and his body was gone. <laughs> yeah, but just stuff like that, just insane. I already mentioned it and Ben already talked about it with his word, but what about the soundtrack this best, season? Best so far, easily. Yeah, that was so a massive good. comment as mine as well. Yeah. I think it really tied into the story and it also made the scenes just way more emotional. Like, I don't know about you guys, but there were like multiple scenes where I had tingles. I was like the, nearly crying. The like running up the hill, perfect selection. All the California songs, like, were all just, mm. like, the complete vibe of, like, um, like 70s, 80s California. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the song where they're preparing to the basically go into battle. No, nah, like, the second last one. Okay. The one they're preparing to go into battle and they're, it's all, like, red everywhere. Mm. I think it's called Separate Ways. And they sort of edited two songs together, put Stranger Things, like, mixed behind it. And it just hypes you up when they're all arriving to their different destinations before mm. they plan. Yeah. For sure. What I find crazy is all these songs, when I first heard them, like, oh, maybe they're connected to Strange Things being released, but they're all, like, 1900s songs, like, late 1900s. Like, Kate Bush was done in um, 1985. 
Argyle song, The Duchy, which is with all like the surfer boy pace one was done like the late 1900s. And then the final one, which you brought up in the group chat where it was super emotional and everyone was dying. When it's cold, I'd like to die by yeah. Moby. That, I mean, the backtrack was so powerful. That was, was so good. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. yeah, the soundtrack was insane. What did you guys think about the the different plot lines that were going on? Because there was like at least like four or five plot lines. There was nine episodes. Four. How do you think they handled that? Four plot lines, right? Well, you got... You have Elle, because she separates from the California boys. Yeah. Elle with Papa. You got, you got Nancy, Steve, California and boys. Robin. You got Hawkins. Oh, you got two separate Hawkins, hey? You got Russia. And you got Russia. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it was overdone? Do you think they handled it well? Um, I think some were done really well. Like, Nancy came into her own this season, and Steve solidified himself as probably one of the best characters the in, Greg, the sh- yeah. in the show. Um, but then... Other characters like Jonathan was a strong character back in the day. Yeah, he, he fell by the wayside. Regressed a bit. He was never a strong character for me. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get into that. But hopefully, he, you know, lifts, bit of a lifts in the later seasons because sometimes you got to take a load off in order yeah, to yeah. put a load on. Nice. Later on, great take there. When some they pre- condensed toward the end, I found it was a bit better. Like when Elle went from solo to then coming with the gangs, and they were mm. all come converging toward Hawkins, and then they all met and then fought, and then yeah, because I was like. Okay, how are they going to tie Russia back to Hawkins? How's L going to come back from the like science army conflict? Like, but they did it so well in the last two episodes. The army conflict is like so intense. Like, it is. They have full on like FBI agents gunning for the yeah, 16 year old kids. It's like a, it's like a movie. <laughs> and they just get done. Yeah, such a good season. Just before we get into our favorite scenes, quotes, and characters of the show, we'll just take a quick ad. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Break. All right, boys. So we're getting into the best parts or like quotes of the show. Um, one that I've been mulling on for the past couple of days, which I think is one of the coldest lines in the show from Vecna. Okay. Um, he says, uh, I saw a means to realize my potential, to transcend my human form, to become the predator I was always born to be. So gnarly. And he does that when he's like fully like spinning L, basically thinking that he's like one, the whole mm. thing. Um, and it's like so dark and menacing. Yeah. And also the scene itself, like you see the whole upside down and he's still kind of like half burnt in the white. He's like sort of like only just got there. And yeah. He's, and he's like, fuck yeah, this is my destiny. Gnarly. But also just looked so cool. Um, Bit of a random jump, but I don't know if you guys remember this, but the recap at the very start of episode one, I thought was really good. Like it. Because we've been, we've, yeah, we've waited like three years and they did it so well, at least for me, where I was like, oh, wow, okay, I know where every character is and the music, especially because at the end of season three, you think Hopper dies, um, L has shut the okay. portal. Yeah. Um, so I, I just thought the recap was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, long time between drinks, so you need a bit of a refresher. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I think goes without saying, we've talked about it a bit, but the scene where Max was running away from Vecna, yeah, no I think doubt. that just, while Kate Bush running up the hill is going on, I think that scene itself, it was in like episode, what, four or five? Four. First time four. she got, Yeah. Yeah. And... I think that just kicked it into gear and you were just like, holy fuck. What would you guys think of that scene? I think I watched it and I was pretty shocked. Like they've never done anything that no emotive before. 100. And there was articles written definitely about the fact that that was going to like win an Oscar or something like really? that. Really? Win awards for the best. Win an Emmy. Best Emmys. scene on Netflix, I believe. Oh, my God. It felt like you're like at a sport game. Some guys got a um, – Intercept, go for a breakaway try, and you're up on your feet going, Go! Yeah. Go! That's you're screaming at Max, you fucking run! Because the whole episode builds up that she's going to die. And then there's the scene where she's reading like the note that she wrote to Billy at his grave, and she's crying and just like showing all this emotion, which we usually don't get. And uh, Sadie Sink, who plays Max, I thought just killed it. So then when you get the scene where she's running, you're like, fuck yeah, like fucking get out of there. She just given yeah, see all the light. She just given all the other boys notes as well. Like Yeah. Basically like saying she's gonna die. Did we ever see those yeah, notes? No, they she so told heavy. him she told him not to read them unless she dies. Unless she dies. That's yeah. right. Um I feel oh, we'll see him, we'll see season, season five. five, maybe. We'll get some emotion there. If she does the four chimes are still in my head though. Ding. Yeah, oh man. Like, this is so cringe, but um, recently, like, whenever I need to go to the toilet at night, I'm like, fuck, Vecna's out there. I can't do it. <laughs> He's going to get me. I'm going to see the clock. <laughs> the local clock goes in the house. You're like, no, nah, I'm going back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, another great scene for me was, and we'll jump all over the place, so fuck it. Um, Joyce and Hopper, when they reunite, 
And they just like look at each other for ages. And he's like just killed the Demogorgon. And then they're talking about their like date that they couldn't go on because he got sucked in. What do you guys think of that? He's talking about all the food he's going to eat. Yeah, all the yeah, food I'm at the two restaurant. breadsticks. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's like lasagna or the parmesan. And like, Joyce what do like I get? Loading in the whole way, being like, okay, and what after that course? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about dessert? <laughs> when the fuck are you gonna kiss me, man? Yeah, <laughs> use your imagination. Come man, on. the chemistry. Like, speaking of the chemistry between them two, you got the chemistry between Nancy and Steve, which we'll talk about. Chemistry between Lucas and Max. Yeah, I might change my word to chemistry. For the season, like hey, fucking so good. Um, what are some other good scenes for you guys? We're jumping around. Let's jump around. Yeah, like we can get we can get emotional. Like we let's got, do it. We got hammered. I'll just put <laughs> like f- there's four scenes on the table, three or four. We got hammered at the end in the last half an hour. Oh, you got man. the slow mo, so I'm like tingling up with like like just excitement. Slow mo mm. running up that hill. They like kill everything. And you've forgotten that you've just seen Max's bones get snapped. She falls into Lucas's arms. He like just delivers an amazing performance. He's oh. got everyone knows now that um, when he yells at Erica, "Help!" Like that was improvised. He was just like in the moment. Oh, really? He went off script. Just screamed out, "Erica, help!" Caleb McLaughlin. Yeah. Wow. Um, good performance script. from him. And then, but we have Elle reuniting with um, Hopper mm. and like. That gives you chills again. A door three of, inches wide. I kept it three yeah. inches wide for you. I forgot about that. Like yeah. I forgot what that reference was. And then uh, Dustin talking about Eddie. Man. And, du- and, and Dustin holding Eddie in his arms as well. Man. That's- I'm sick of people getting held in the arms and <laughs> like looking as they die. So much chemistry, but nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the finale was fucked in that sense. I remember like, because Eddie dies and you're like, fuck. Eddie was such a good... I don't know about you guys, but Eddie was such a good character this season. Just so refreshing, funny, like a bit wild. Yeah, definitely. And then he's got his own little arc of like being a hero and he sacrifices himself. So him dying, I was like, fuck. Perfect arc, honestly. And him and Dustin got really close. And then Max Max dying for me with um, Lucas yelling out as well as Eddie dying. They were my two favorite scenes. And him saying, um, Erica, help, was just like, I was like going to cry. I was that close. I'm pretty um, sure I had, I had a little bit of a drop of a tear. Yeah. Mm. And the song, I've been listening to that song like all week. When it's <laughs> the, cold, the I Moby song. Die, I yeah. <laughs> um, and it is pretty cold in Sydney at the moment. So it's You're pretty back, fitting. Move back to Eddie. Like his arc was like insanely good. Like mm. the way they introduced him. Um, and like Mike and Dustin were already really good friends with him because like maybe between the season, you know, they'd just been playing yeah. D&D with him and he's he's like 21 years old. Was he in the Still other seasons? No. Nah. Never mentioned. So um, he's 21. He's 21. Like he keeps failing senior year. Right. Um, like staying there. He's completely true to himself the whole way through. He sort of accepts himself as being a misfit and like running mm. away and then full circle at the end of it, he... They say he sacrifices himself for a town that thinks he's like a mass murderer. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great credit on that as well. Just before they were going to go into battle, um, when they were all leaving, they were separating their own ways. Eddie and Dustin were staying at the um, at the like the little crate to like, defend from there and distract them. Um, I thought it was going to be really corny when um, Eddie was leaving. Um, and instead of this, when they said, normally say good luck, they said um, make him pay or like be careful. And I was yeah, like, wow, yeah, yeah. they're on now. They're going to go... F- 
absolutely trash them. So they're gonna go ham. I thought they went corny and did some fun stuff. Yeah, the the dialogue was good in that way. There wasn't it wasn't cheesy at all. Mm. I think that was because they made it a bit more dark. Um, While we're on the Eddie train, mm. I might just hop on board. The scene where <laughs> at the end when they're at the shelter in the school gym and Eddie's uncle is taking down his oh. missing poster. It oh, has all the satanic symbols all over it and he puts up the fresh just one. a fresh poster. Mate. And then Dustin comes over, hands him his, I think it's like his necklace. It's or his, or um, it's his guitar something. pick. Yeah. With a necklace oh, his guitar around pick, it. that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's a great scene. That probably got me out of all of the scenes. That got me too when... So the performances that I liked were Lucas, um, Caleb McLaughlin, um, and Gaden Maserata in those he was moments. Good. When he tells Eddie's dad, uh, Eddie's um, uncle, he does just this little slight lip quiver before he like reveals like the the necklace. So subtle. And I was like, oh fuck! It like yeah, fully yeah, yeah. got me in the heart. <laughs> the other thing is, I thought because there's so many characters and they had to tie it all up. I thought that Eddie's death was just going to be contained to the group because he, he talks about his family all being away. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like no one's going to know that he died. And then we get the scene and you're like, fuck, like yeah. he gets the recognition. So that, good. And to him tough. dying, fuck, we're on the Eddie train here, boys. Eddie, man. For him dying, I've seen some some takes, some theories online. Okay. Here we go. First yeah. one is... He wears, to go steal that car, the van, he wears the Mike Myers mask that um, that Max has worn previously in like season three, just in a mm-hmm. Halloween, Halloween thing. Yeah. Um, Mike Myers, who's a famous, obviously, in the Halloween movies, he repeatedly escapes death, <laughs> repeatedly comes back for another movie and is alive. So there's a little theory there. He might not be dead. Second one, which I yeah. like more, is... Um, this whole thing's based on Dungeons and Dragons, right? And the Duffer Brothers, the directors, they like tie pretty closely to that. Yeah. When he is fighting the bats, he has the shield and he has um, like this pole, which is sort of like a sword. Mm. Um, and that makes him look very like this character in D&D called Cast the Bloody Handed. And he's the right-hand man of Vecna. Really? So maybe in season five, the Duffer Brothers also said you can't die from um, demo bats like biting you. So maybe in season five, he's like sort of stuck succumbed to there. the upside Dark down, side. stuck down there. Vecna could be trying to use him as a right-hand man, but I think Eddie would like prevail from like his soul within and, wow. and like, you that know, be betray big. him. That like, could be big. I'd hate for him to become like a villain. Yeah, if he got brainwashed, I'd be so sad. Yeah. Wow, but it could be like half a season he's brainwashed and then he's a massive redemption like comes yeah, out. Yeah, wow. That could be least. But we could also just count our losses. Yeah. He's gone forever. Hot take. Here we go. Well, on the Billy train, like he was, you know, introduced in the season, had a bit of a redemption and it was like, okay, like he had a good stint. I'm glad that he like went. Obviously, Eddie was more of a, you know, like liked character, but maybe I think it's he's gone out on a good way. So I'd I'd be content if they didn't bring him back. But it's fun to think about those theories. Yeah, absolutely. Good good theory there. Um, One thing for me, I thought that – when they were showing number one in the flashback scenes with Eleven um, at the facility with all the gifted kids, I wasn't quite sure where he was going to come into it. And 
then I just thought that, that the scenes where he starts to reveal himself as Vecna and the son of the guy who scratches his eyes out, mm. I thought they were just so good, especially his performance. Like he's so menacing. Um, Jamie Campbell Bower just, just like such a, I don't know, he just looks very odd. What do you guys think about um, him? I do remember watching it. I was like, why? Like, why is this um, guy working in the facility so relevant? Like, why is he yeah, so yeah. screen time? You don't know that this Vecna is about to become a thing. So you're yeah. like, okay, all right. And then when it was revealed, I was like, oh shit, so good. Yeah, it was a great little. They kept that really hidden. They, they did. He was uh, just slightly there the whole time. The yeah. Jamie Campbell Bower character. Man, what's his name? Henry. Henry. Yeah, Henry. Henry. Yeah. And you sort of get the whole motivation for why he's built the upside down to look like Hawkins because he's it's El's fault, tra- yeah. isn't it? Like it's El's fault he's from there. Like he was originally yeah. from Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. I just don't really you don't really get a reason why he's so fucked up. No. He's just the kid just liked to kill animals when he was like eight. Yeah. How old do you reckon he is though, Henry? Do you reckon he'd be like I think I like he's like twenty twenty five. The second oldest would be the kid that was bullying at 11, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Looked maybe 12 or maybe Yeah, 14. something like that. It'd be a massive age gap. I was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was like the original though. So like it was the OG, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you guys. Favorite romance out of Joyce and Hopper, Nancy and Steve, and Lucas and Max? I'm going to shoot with Nancy and Steve. Okay. Just because during the whole time... Actually, yeah, I'll roll with that because... You just feel so bad for Steve. The man is grinding. He's, he's like lost her previously and yeah. he's realized he's an absolute idiot. The man is grinding. Yeah. He's like literally looking at her eyes and having so many scenes where like this is... He's telling her about his like future plans in his life. Yeah. <laughs> Blatantly so indicating open. to her that like I want you to be the, like the mother of my children and we go on holidays together. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to get absolutely axed after he said that, like saying how his future, all his future and then he was just going to get psh, dead. Well, the... But the bats start eating him. I was like, "Don't die, yeah, man, like, this please!" Is it. I know. Um, I'll I'll say Lucas and Max. Um, really enjoying what well, I was enjoying. Uh, watching their like the young love blossom. Mm. Like they they like play it so perfectly. How like awkward and like um innocent they are. Yeah. Um, they also had their little tiff at the start of the season too. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I like that a lot. And then obviously the performance of you know him just sticking by her side and. Um, losing her momentarily as well. Yeah, it's great. I think they're obvious. That they're, they're three like really good romances. I particularly liked that Nancy and Steve didn't get together because maybe next season. But for me, I think it was Lucas and Max, especially because Max for me was my favorite character of the season. Like she just grew so much, and I thought that um, Sadie's performance was just so good. Lucas at the start of the season was being a little bitch <laughs> with his basketball mates and the bullies. And I was like, be a cool I, guy. I, I literally wrote in my phone, Lucas is being a little bitch. Like, <laughs> and I was like, please like just come back. And he comes back hard, starts to realize that like Max is important in his life. So I, I'm going to go with Lucas and Max and the ending was sad as fuck. Can we do a quick poll? Um, if you vote for like Steve and Nancy or, um, Jonathan and Nancy. Michael? Um, I'm going Steve and Nancy. I'm going Steve and Nancy as well. Easily Steve and Nancy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fear's not even saying anything. Jonathan, I think it has to be done, Stephen. Yeah, Jonathan, give the, give the Jonathan's viewers what they want, it. man. Yeah, no, Jonathan's was, lost it. This bit where they come together at the end of the season as well. He kisses just, her on the forehead. Yeah, it's just weird. Jonathan goes, "Are we still okay?" And she's like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> and Wait, he's like, "No, Steve's a really good guy yeah. now." Yeah. Since we've already completely got around Steve Harrington too much, um, I think my favorite character. Bit of a silent achiever uh, was Murray. So, uh, yes, that was Brett. Uh, Brett Gelman, um, mate. The man was an asset. He pretty much um, <laughs> helped Joyce like decipher some stupid Russian code that Hopper sent. Like his, <laughs> his text, so which, true, which is ridiculous. And then um, you got Hopper back. Mm. He speaks Russian, and leading on to my favorite scene, he whipped out a freaking flamethrower <laughs> and said. Hey, assholes, and like blast like 30 demigorgons yeah. when like Hopper and um, Joyce are about to die. Mate, he's so good. Like, I actually, he was like an unsung hero. There's a scene where um, he's like karate chopping Yuri on the plane. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's like some, he's like some so random good. guy that is just like all in on like just yeah. doing this. Doing these tasks. He wasn't even that good mates with Joyce until like last season, right? No. And now he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll come to Russia with you. Like, yeah. Mate, what was he saying on the plane? He's like, I'm going to attack you now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kung fu you. <laughs> you also talk about the fact that Joyce gets sent this code and then it says to call a number. Mm. And so she calls it. And this Enzo bloke has been standing outside in the cold next to a payphone. Waiting for it to <laughs> ring. So long. Yeah, man, he's getting paid. Timing, he's not, Timing go, was right. Doesn't go to work, doesn't go to sleep. What about on that on that Russian arc? What do you think of Yuri as like a, just a bit of a comical relief? So when we said that a lot of the lines weren't cheesy and stuff, like he was like probably the most comedic character of the season besides like just seeing funny stuff from like the other characters. But mm. I, I laughed at like everything he did. His his laugh was contagious. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I can't even do it. Just yeah. like he was just like I'm a dead. really airy Brit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Nah, I thought he was good. And then he had a little redemption at the end. Cause um he gets stuck with the former prison guard and they're like, You have to get the chopper right here at the right time. And he's stalling with the engine before. And you're like, fuck, he could either fuck it or he could finally be a good bloke. So you could tell he was going to come around to be yeah. fair. Yeah, the guilt trip was insane. Yeah, I, I thought that was good. Um, one last thing I wanted to say was that there are a lot of like one-shot takes where the camera doesn't stop for a long time that kind of go unnoticed. Really weird reference, but in episode four, you've got the guys in California and the resistance, if you will, come into the house to find Elle to kill her because they don't want they're, – they're like against her. Against her yeah. And the, the guys are all in the house and they just get home and the police, the FBI or whoever's minding them. And then these soldiers come in and the, sh- the camera doesn't ever break and people are getting killed. They're going from like wall to wall and then they escape and it's like a whole minute and you're like – Fucking hell, like I'd actually see behind the scenes of like the three uh Jonathan, um, Mike and Will like practicing the mm. like basically like the choreography of that scene. Um it was pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. And just again goes to show how much effort they put in. It was a much bigger season, they had bigger budget, and I just thought little things like that made it all the more better. It's almost satisfying that 
fight scene. Like, yeah. it just flows so well. It's almost so like good. a scene out of John Wick and you watch it just for... That. that. The spectacle of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, those two FBI blokes, one got shot in the chest, left there. No. <laughs> one got shot in the chest and ended up getting tortured for like <laughs> all his work. <laughs> Nothing wrong except like trying yeah. to protect some kids. All right. Getting into the more bad parts or gripes that we had with the season. What did... what? Did, what annoyed people this season? Oh, can I start? Because the Go. most annoying character <laughs> in the whole show, Who? Jason, the basketball oh, man, the basketball guy. guy. He supposed to be eighteen years old, <laughs> looked about thirty, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going around town. He's incited a mob. Yeah, the whole town is against him. He's walking around this army shop just buying pistols, <laughs> threatening Nancy by holding a gun in the shop. Mm. And then he's the next scene, he's shooting football target Target practice. pads, yeah. What's he doing? America. I feel like he was a bit of a – like I know he was there to slow down mm. Lucas and, and – Make he sure was always Max there to died. just be a fucking um, An obstacle. bump in the road. Like, yeah. So mm. annoying. Every single thing. Oh, here he is again. That's the thing. Like Every time he came on, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this guy. Yeah, just get out, man. Until Lucas absolutely put him in his place. And just whacked the shit yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good fight, actually. Up. That was good. The other thing with him was like he <laughs> immediately thought that Eddie was like some sort of satanic yeah. wizard. And then... They go to the lake and they see um, who's the second person that dies. Um, that like that guy from the editing. Oh yeah, the guy from Nancy's the like yeah, Nancy's yeah, yeah, and it's like semi near the lake near the Max's road. Max's caravan. Um, yeah. caravan park, and he saw his own mate start getting up in the air, and he still thought that it was someone else, yeah, and it was Eddie. This is the thing I like about that aspect of the show. And I think it's well done. Is at that point in time, like everyone mm. who, um, everyone just thought that like there was satanic rituals going on, right? Mm. And um, like anti-religious groups, and people didn't know what to believe. Yeah. And instantly they see this long-haired bloke who like plays Dungeons yeah. and Dragons and does all this like gnarly shit. <clears throat> they go, yeah, it could like that could be it. And all these like naive people just jump on the bandwagon. Mm. That's a good point. Uh, I guess it's like something. It was, very, it was like that was very indicative of the culture back yeah. back then. Fair enough. I think one thing on that, like after the lake incident, so they Steve goes down into the upside down, they then come back out. It was ridiculous. They, they um, Max and Lucas kind of create a bit of, of a diversion with the cops to get them not looking at the lake, and they get back home, and Dustin and stuff have to distract them. And the police were just like immediately interrogating the kids as if they like killed the um, bully guy. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like is police just think that it's always these kids? And then I think at the time Erica's like saying, she says something to like, you know, out the kids like, oh, they were down at the lake. Like shut the fuck up, Erica. So that, <laughs> that was something that pissed me off. She came be- like better at the end because she starts to work with the yeah. crew. Yeah. But I was just like, fucking hell, just Erica, man. Erica is supposed to be, these kids are supposed to be in what, first year of high school in America, which would make them Dude, Erica's 15. like Erica's yeah. like twelve. Erica's 30. 12 and she's walking around the gun store yeah. with a trolley <laughs> full of 
I don't know what. <laughs> well, Mate, they've seen aliens. They though. were all in the gun store. They're all in high school. <laughs> They're all under 18. No idea he's getting checked. Yeah. yeah like, I'm no. pretty, does it have to be 21 or 18 for gun? I don't know what it is in America. Mate, but like, whatever, anyone whatever these kids are all in school anyway. Remember when Steve was like, oh, we've got to go find this water gate. And, um, and then the four of them go out in the boat. It's pitch dark. Who knows yeah. what's underneath? Could be some demogorgon <laughs> freaking like predator, like swimming things. And he goes, yeah. yeah, I got this. Takes off his shirt. And the girl's like, what? And he's all hairy. Yeah. <laughs> he's tired of hairy, hey. And then he just dives in like so it's normal. So it's like in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then she's like, oh shit, like I'm going in too. I'm like, going in. what are you going to both drown there? <laughs> all these kids, like, they <laughs> blindly follow everyone. They're like, oh, okay, we're going on another adventure. It's what insane. Else? Is there any danger of doing anything in the show during the day nah, as well? Always at night. Days go for <laughs> 10 seconds and the nights go for <laughs> three episodes. Mate, they just sit around watching TV, playing D&D, &D, and then they go out <laughs> at night. One thing for me, so they do tie it back in at the end, but in episode seven or episode eight, I was like, where the fuck are Will and the California guys? Like, they just aren't in the story for like three episodes. Then it's like, oh, shit, they get L and they happen to stumble upon the you know, science lab. I was like, oh, that was no, a bit. Because they, the whole time they were just following a map. They're following a map. Oh, we're to lost. To some coordinates. Like, so we're not yeah. going to put them on the screen. We don't yeah, watch but, them driving around. But like, I was like, that was just a bit too easy. And like, they, they did fuck all. And Mike was being a little bitch. And I know, Ben, you want to talk about Mike. So maybe we roll in then. Oh, Mike. It's, he used to have personality and he used to have character. But now he just, he's just so obsessed with L. And you saw in Will's reaction, we don't really know why Will had that reaction, but Mike just is a shell of himself. And he's like he's an emo. so obsessed with Elle. Well, like at the start of the season, he comes back and Elle's been getting bullied and like lying about who her mates are. And he's just not telling his feelings and she's been writing all these letters and shit. I'm like, fuck off. Like fucking express your feelings to her. And then he tries to do it when she's... Um, you know, asleep in the tank in the pizza shop at the end. I didn't even give a shit. Like, and I get the Mike whole thing. I get the whole thing late. that <laughs> they're they're teenagers, yeah. And this is teen love, but also these guys are also not teenagers in the other respect. Like they're right. going and fighting all these demons and the police and like slashing the police's tires. You guys aren't fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> going to jail easily for that. You can't like, be. <laughs> Yeah, you're at least 30, you put 30 years on your actual like body clock or soul. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then um another thing for me that was just so annoying. I hated this person as a character. Oh god. Papa. He is he's just such the a worst. Loser, hey? He's the he's the biggest piece of shit, the worst human ever. When L's about to escape from the facility. She's like, I'm oh, she's going. She's about to willingly leave. Like, they're about to let her walk out. Yeah, and he's like, okay, you can go. And then he, is that when he, like, he just gives gets her the, the anesthetic? and He gives her the anesthetic her? and also, like, four, like, Marines just, like, stand in front of her and they're like, no, nah, you're not leaving. Yeah, and, and then he, you're and like, takes the other doctor just away. get out of here. Like, what's your deal? Like, yeah, that's like the, we've, been, we've seen him the whole time. That's like the third season every single time. It's the same thing happens. He doesn't let her leave and you're just like, Oh man! Again. Just get out. And like the other, have some like, let her do something. You know, 
Yeah, just fucking let her go. You're just a pedophile, man. Oh, he's and dead the other now. thing, <laughs> the other thing is like the other scientist, Dr. Owens, is like, come on, man, just we don't need her, let her go. And he's like, got some weird obsession. It was weird. Like he was played well by Matthew Modine, but just pissed me off. Yeah, the whole idea of that hospital, like thinking about it realistically, is just so off its head. It's just crook. <laughs> yeah, so, so crook. It's just like a bunch of scientists. Taking like, some kids. Got kids in little white robes just walking around with no shoes on. You're like, what the fuck is this? In white rooms getting filmed. Also, <laughs> calling on. calling him Papa just, I don't know. Yeah, it you out, hey. It's yeah. so weird. Maybe, oh, well, he's dead now, but it would have been cool to see maybe Vecna and Eleven just fuck him <laughs> up. Or even, even eleven, just to ripping him to shreds, just to tear him to pieces. Oh, also, since we don't like Jason, we got to see him get fully ripped in half. Like, oh yeah, when the great. when the when? like four points oh, expanded, yeah. oh, he yes. was lying there and his torso just gets <laughs> shredded. Was, oh man, that was, that was the ending insane. he deserved. <laughs> Absolutely, no fuss, just kill him. Yeah, Seconded. as much as we all love the Lucas and Max love story and Max's story, yeah, I think. If she actually died and all of them like witnessed like one of their key integral group members die, it would just put so much gravity onto what's about to happen next in season five. Like Ooh. we would we would be sad, like where is she? I don't know, like but like she's technically still alive. Mm. If she fully just died right then and there in Lucas's arms, oh. like it would be insane. Hundred percent. It would probably be one of the most sad, like saddest deaths TV history. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like, if she dies from now in a coma, like everyone's gonna be like, "All oh, right, like, yeah, it's, like it's not gonna be very powerful." Yeah, it's too drawn out. Now. Yeah, too drawn out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So but, I guess on that point, then, what are the predictions with her coming back? Because they're not gonna put her in a coma and have Eleven go like, "Max, where are you?" If mm. she doesn't get found, do we think she's gonna come back? Yeah, I think she'll spend a lot of the season coma but she'll come back and everyone at the 11th oh. hour I think she'll have some sort of storyline where because like 11 went into the like whatever she goes into the mm. mind realm or something mm. and she Black wasn't realm. there like her so like her like mind or soul wasn't like in wasn't there mm, no i think she'll be somewhere and she'll have to like go on some sort of like a journey herself yeah that maybe is. that'll make her character even better because she's still like a bit of a closed book max yeah. so where does Elle get these extra powers from? <laughs> How did she get a power? Man, don't ask. <laughs> I don't know. Was that even a thing in the last season? I don't feel like Elle's yeah, She's always been able to do those like mind. She can go on people's like, minds, but Max is dead. And she's gone into her mind and said, hey, Maxi girl, <laughs> wake up for a brother. Also. And Max has gone righto. Yeah. Also, the other thing was like, what are you, a surgeon? You can straighten her like horizontally broken limbs back into place. What's the exact same. What? What are you talking about? She, like, it was inferred that she straightened them back. No, it wasn't. She was in four cars. It was inferred that she just restarted her heart. No, but doctors would have, the doctors would have done the surgeries, mate. Either way, how'd she do it? Because she's got great powers, man. I think she she got (laughs) saved before the whole process was finished because her eyes were still like there. They yeah, they were pop. white. They weren't yeah. popped, and, yeah, and none of her neck had snapped yet. So I don't know if they got it the perfect half. Oh, no, so she di- she would have died after she fell. She just died from shock and pain. Yeah, she was still she alive though. Where normally you four die limbs straight broken away. and yeah. yeah. I've got a question for everyone. Did you know that there was going to be another season when you watched this one? I thought this was the end. Yeah, I didn't. So think did I. I. I didn't know either. 
And I was getting to the end. I was like, this isn't wrapping up yeah. at all. <laughs> Mate, Mate I am a, I'm an hour and a half into this two and a half hour episode. I didn't they've think this up. I think I was on like episode six and I was saying, <laughs> why is Hopper still in Russia? <laughs> someone get him out, get get him out of there. <laughs> well, now Hawkins is, um, you know, under fire. It's opened it back up. So what, else, what are some other predictions for next season? They show at the end everything's sort of dying, like the plants are dying. They're all looking out. Mm. The the mind flayer sort of in like this darkness in the air going into the middle. There's, the, the, the there's like the little crusty snowflakes that come down in the upside down. Upside yeah, down. yeah. Merging together. Is Vecna going to be leading the charge still? Oh, oh, here's my theory. Okay, let's we've, hear it. Every, like we've all brushed over this and people have picked it up here and there when I've been reading things. Nancy got shown the history of Vecna, right? When she went into the house. Mm. She also told the group when she, after that, that Vecna showed her like some other beast with like a massive gaping mouth. Like whatever that is, that's definitely not the Mind Flayer. We didn't see much of its mouth. It's definitely not all these other Demogorgons. She was like, it is huge. Like, Well, on that point, didn't she also get shown like his plans? Of like what he plans to yeah. do, and he, and was he like, did it. Tell he opened up about this. Yeah, he, he, showed, he showed her how he would open it up, but like maybe that massive thing, portal opening up, will allow for something to come through. Yeah. Well, has Nancy told the others about what she saw? She told, yeah, she told them about the massive gaping mouth. Oh, okay. In addition to the massive gaping mouth, Will's painting. So Will's been into the um, upside down and been all fucked up by Vecna yeah. before. Will's painting has all of them fighting a three-headed dragon. That's true. Wow. The love. So what is that? Man. So what is that um, <laughs> envision? I don't know. But if it is. That that's a pretty clean take. If it is if it is true, but that means that Mike would be like the heart and like saves the day. And if he does, I'm I'm quitting. <laughs> Ben's going to fucking win. Mike's going to get all like tit of jacked between seasons no. and then come back a massive hero. Also, speaking of, uh, Hopper was fucking jacked as fuck this season. Yeah, Everyone skinny, was getting around jacked, weight loss. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, that was a random take. <laughs> um, I, I hope that it's more than just like a sort of three-headed dragon type thing, but maybe that's part of the like whole Dungeons and Dragons. Will, like Will got a little shiver on his neck. Like he will probably play a massive role in the last season. Mm, he it's was pretty summer. quiet as well. It was quiet this one for sure. This season. if it's Judging by the last season, they got a lot of episode time to fill and – like Vecna's almost at his at his end, but they've got to do something, don't they? Did Vecna die? No, he, crum- no, he, he escaped. He crumbed over around. He oh got, yeah, they like they came oh, out he, the front door and he, he was gone. Yeah, he was just vanished. You can see how powerful he is there because what he got two Molotov like smashes against him. He had four shotgun shots. Four shotgun shots fell off like. Maybe a three-story house. <laughs> oh, Nancy, great way to go, Nancy. Yeah. Why, why aren't you shooting him in the head? <laughs> why are you not doing headshots? She's not a like a specialist. It's a shotgun, mate. All you have to do is aim it ten centimeters <laughs> higher, and you hit okay, him. You go in, in the face. upside down, and you do it. Yeah, do <laughs> it. it just shows how powerful he is. Because if that's at eleven, she'd be gone skis. Like, oh, absolutely. Like so he's got so much power in him. Yeah, I know it was an emotional scene, and you had Kate Bush playing in the background, but. If I'm there, I'm throwing all three Molotovs at once. All three yeah. of you go. Why are you all just waiting? Nancy <laughs> all takes at 30 him. seconds to pull out the shotgun and shoot him. Harrington's and got an axe. Mate, it's even called use. drama. 
They got a late. Yeah, it's great. It is great drama. To be fair, my hot take for next season: Jonathan, he has a big season. Okay. Jonathan's been training up. He's gonna cut out the weed. He's gonna have a huge season and make Nancy make a real tough decision. Okay. Maybe Nancy's gonna have to pick between <laughs> sacrificing Steve Jeez. or Jonathan. That'd be huge. I wouldn't mind that. But maybe one of them dies and her choice gets made for her. Mm, that could be nice. interesting. I think Will had a pretty quiet season. I'd be interested to see what happens there. I would love to see someone betray everyone from the group and like turn evil. Turn evil to the upside be, down. That could be uh, what we saw about Max. I don't want yeah. it, but it could be a good like pickle between them. I want Lucas to continue on his little path. He's 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 done well. Yeah, he's really you know he surrounded himself with the right group. Mm. You know? He surrounded himself with the goers, and he has also started to go. Can we talk Absolutely. more about Dustin, please? I was going to say this Dusty Bun. We haven't talked Dusty about him bun. at all. <laughs> all right, well, let, let's do a quick little Dustin. Dustin, tribute. he's no, screaming did, and we, yelling. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We did talk about him. No, we talked about Eddie. his sad scenes, but man, he's fun to watch. What, his pubic voice? Yeah. <laughs> his screaming and yelling is great. His humour with Steve and Eddie is amazing. It is. Um, he always creates the plans. He's the mastermind. He honestly he is. He always deciphers the, like, the codes. codes, like the lights in yep. the upside down and stuff. He's got a side girlfriend helping him out. He's, like, not, yeah. he's <laughs> like absolutely not scared of anything. He's Man, the he's one that goes, okay, we're going on this other mission. We're going right Also, now. did he like break his ankle or did he just... Yeah, he jumped down and upside down and did his ACL, MCL, everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's hobbling around. <laughs> he's still hobbling around the next day. <laughs> yeah, he's, at, he's at the gym helping season. out He's helping out everyone else. He's still got an ACL injury. <laughs> <laughs> season five, Dustin's at the physio just getting his ACL <laughs> rehab. Someone give me a stretch up. <laughs> oh, man, that's cutty. Um, nah, he, yeah, he was pivotal in the season. That is a wrap for Stranger Things Season 4. It'll be very interesting to see what happens in the final season. Season 5 will be waiting till 2024, but no. we'll be uh, we'll yarn then. We'll see where Cinemates is in <laughs> two years. Uh, We've so got a Holly- Hollywood studio on top of the world. Absolutely. We'll be making the Stranger Things spin-off uh, by <laughs> then. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Huge thank you to Theo, Ben, and Angus for coming onto the show. It was great chatting with you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Loved it. As always, please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes. And if you want to send in a mailbag or do an elevator pitch to me, send us a DM on Instagram or TikTok at Cinemates underscore. Otherwise, we'll catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also check out our Instagram, TikTok and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.